Hi, this is Erin James Brown. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I serve as the interim site pastor at Urban Village Church, Edgewater. Urban Village Church does bold, inclusive, and relevant ministry for people who were traumatized by church, people who feel overchurched, and even the non-churched folks. If you identify with any of these signifiers, we're so glad you're listening. Would you consider helping us continue this Jesus-loving ministry in and across Chicago and over the internet? You can make a generous recurring gift by going to our website, urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. And thanks for helping us with your ears, actions, and dollars to build up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And now, here's the latest sermon. Uh, my name is Kate. My pronouns are she, her, and uh, I'm going to read you some scripture this morning. Uh, we are reading this morning from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 44 and 45. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Good morning. My name is Kelly Harrison, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm your student pastor and lay chaplain here at UVC Edgewater. I've been a member of UVC since the summer of 2015. I've seen this site go through many transitions and I see that we are going through many more now and in the near future. In times of transition, a community is often being encouraged to look very closely at what it holds dear. What is the treasure found at UVC Edgewater? Where is our pearl of great value? And what are we willing to do or sacrifice to obtain the valued treasure that we find here? Today, we begin a new sermon series called Inside and Out, A Vision for Growth. We have a vision for growth at Urban Village Church, and it relates to both the inside and the out. The church we are now, or the inside, and the people we are reaching for, or the out. Now, some churches focus very singularly on the inside. They meet the needs of the people inside, but do not reach out. This feels good to those on the inside, but does not bring new members. And we want to grow not just for the sake of growth itself, but rather because we have something worth sharing. Churches can also be externally focused. This would look like constant growth, but not much feeding of the people in the church. This could likely lead to a high turnover. In truth, many churches are not growing right now, and many communities are scrambling to figure out why people are leaving. Well, according to a recent research conducted by Gallup, those who left did so because they stopped seeing the church as a relevant source of spiritual truth. Let me say that one more time. They left because they stopped seeing the church as a relevant source of spiritual truth. So we need to be relevant sources of spiritual truth for one another, and we need to pray for our leaders that they might also be relevant sources of spiritual truth. People have not given up on living spiritual lives. They are just being much more discerning about who they're willing to be in spiritual conversation with. It's a high honor to be that community for one another, 
And I think that we can be that community for one another. What we are looking for at Urban Village Church is a balanced vision for growth that pays attention to the spiritual needs of the inside and the out. We worship together and we reach out for new folks because we have good news to share. But before we can share the good news, we must live the good news. We must continue to be the loving and welcoming environment we are, and we need to expand our reach. Now, as you heard this morning, we've recently had a discussion about bathrooms and inclusivity. This is us living more deeply into being a loving and welcoming environment, and it is expanding our reach. It's doing this by making more of God's beloved people feel safe and honored in our space. We come here to get spiritually fed, and we want others to be able to do so as well. At the same time that we welcome newcomers, many of us in reality are struggling spiritually because of burnout, uncertainty, and many other issues. We want to give of our energy, but we may not feel particularly energized. Perhaps it's because we are overworked at our jobs, school, volunteer work, or family life. Perhaps we are burned out because of the state of the world around us. I actually try to protect myself by not watching the news, <laughs> and I still find out what's going on. So um, in some ways, that's really good because I want to be knowledgeable and relevant. Um, but it can also be disheartening because it's, frankly, a lot of sorrow and harm and violence. So for these and other reasons, some of us are feeling burned out or in need of spiritual renewal. What can we do about this as a community? Are we meant to do anything? I believe we are. I believe we need to refocus our efforts on the inside and expand our reach on the outside. We're hopeful that the new staffing structure and the new digital evangelism team will both help us to grow as a community in meaningful ways and help us deal with some of the burnout that an already group, busy group of people are inevitably feeling. But what is the goal for, our, for what our community should look like on the inside? What is the vision we want to carry out? Let's look at today's scripture for guidance on that. This scripture includes two of Jesus's parables that are very closely related to one another. A, a parable is a lot like a metaphor in story form. Today, we heard two parables about the kingdom of heaven and what it is like. But beyond these verses, what do we know about the kingdom of heaven that will help us to interpret these parables? Now, Luke uses the term kingdom of God instead of kingdom of heaven. But in Luke 17, 21, Jesus says, depending on how you translate it, that the kingdom of God is either within us or among us or found in the midst of us. I don't know about you, but I love all three interpretations of that. They're all great for their own reasons. This, just, this isn't just the kingdom that will come someday. Now, here's the tricky part. It's up to us to make it come now. We are co-laborers and co-creators with God, working to make this world as much like that heavenly world as we possibly can. As we say in prayer each Sunday, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does it mean to manifest the kingdom of heaven on earth? Well, let's look first at one way the Christian community manifests the kingdom of heaven here on earth, and that's communion. Something mysterious happens at communion. 
we may not all agree on what exactly is taking place. We come from a lot of different tra uh, traditions and we're gonna relate to communion in a lot of different ways. But even in those differences, it's something that unites us. We share together and something beyond a simple meal happens. That's why we've continued to do it for over 2000 years. And when I was in elementary school, my cousin who was a Baptist joined my family one Sunday at our Roman Catholic church. Now, Roman Catholics do communion weekly, if not daily. Communion is central to the Catholic Mass. During the liturgy, we came to the place in the Mass where the priest holds up the bread and wine, much like we do here. Everyone was silent. It was a solemn and important part of the service. Suddenly, my cousin leaned towards me and whispered in my ear, is he going to make that levitate? She really thought he was. Sorry. At the time, this struck me as funny. Actually, it still strikes me as funny. And it also strikes me as somehow very telling. With a child's faith, she was able to understand that something beyond normal was happening. So she waited for the levitation. But that's not where the miracle happens. The bread doesn't go up towards the kingdom of heaven. Instead, the kingdom of heaven comes and dwells among us and within us. Jesus is in the midst of us. And it matters that the miracle happens when we share the meal. We receive communion, but in receiving it, we are sharing it. Because in the world's economy, you can either hold something or give it away. But in God's economy of abundance instead of scarcity, in the kingdom of heaven, you can do both. You can hold or keep something and share it. It's like the miracle when Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish. There were just a few loaves and a few fish. And from the scarcity, Jesus fed thousands of people and had an abundance left over after all had their fill. The food was shared among many instead of being hoarded for the few who had ownership of it. Again, we see that the miracle happens when we share amongst ourselves. The miracle happens when we show that we know there is abundance and not scarcity. So what does it mean in God's economy to say, sell everything or give up everything to obtain the kingdom of heaven? I once heard that um, preachers have spent the last 2,000 years trying to walk that idea back the idea that we should give up everything for our faith. That's something that people often stand up and tell you, well, but don't really do that. Um, I'm gonna try not to, to tell you that. <laughs> but that's what these two parables suggest we do. The people in the parables hold back nothing in order to obtain the thing of great value. The early Christians held back nothing according to the book of Acts. They sold everything they owned and shared resources among themselves. It was a top priority to give to the widow, to feed the poor, to care for the orphans. This was a matter of justice. And it was possible because God's economy is, not a, is about sharing and out of that sharing comes the abundance. We look out for everyone instead of just looking out for our own self or even our family. We invest in community because both communion and community are our active willingness to bring the kingdom here among us. This is how we show we're willing to do it. This is how we walk the walk. 
In contrast to God's economy is the American economy, which says we have scarcity and that we must, have, we must find a way to gain more for ourselves. We claim to not have enough for everyone when we truly do. The few are hoarding what could be given to the many, and we could fill the need if not for greed. That is living in a worldview of scarcity and not abundance. So what do we do as Christians to show that we live in God's economy rather than the world's economy? Again, we look at the kingdom of God as a kingdom of justice. We care for those who have need in the community. We give to the church of our time, talents, and financial resources. So it sounds like there's more to being a part of a church community than just showing up on Sunday. At least according to the early Christians and according to Jesus and according to what we're trying to do here each Sunday and each week. Today is a great day for us to discuss what it means to be a community because today we have five new members joining our church. Yeah. <laughs> they are committing to this community with their time, talents, and financial resources and asking us to commit to them as well. We are getting our lives intertwined. There are commitments that we make to one another. But we also have among us today first-time visitors and other new or newish folks, people who come searching for something or just checking us out. Among those who are here for the first time, sorry, and also those who have been many times are people who need healing and community, who need to feel they belong and be told that they are beloved of God, people who need Jesus. And so that's what we hope to do on the inside. That is what growth on the inside of the church looks like. And as we live into this internal growth, we will be ready and able to give what is necessary for external growth. And that's important because this neighborhood and this city and this world are filled with folks who need healing and community and a sense of belonging, and they need Jesus just like you and I do. So how will you prepare yourself for them? When they come here, what will they find? The truth is, I'm pretty excited about what they will find. We are bold and inclusive and relevant. We are rooted in the love and grace of Jesus Christ. We're not perfect, but we offer one another healing and acceptance. We live these values and teach these values. We strive to bring the kingdom of heaven among us. We do this by living out our anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic, anti-ableist, anti-transphobic, and anti-poverty values. We do it by actively resisting and challenging all forms of oppression. It comes right out of the baptismal promise and right out of our membership promises. Because at their root, systems of oppression are founded on the concept of scarcity. Scarcity of resources, of power, and even dignity. We must resist this vision and instead take on a vision of hope and abundance. That's a vision for creating the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's my vision for Urban Village Church. And that's the vision that is behind the new staff structure and behind our digital evangelism team's expansion. We have something worth sharing, and we need your help to share it. But while you are sharing it, 
we want to also make sure you are being fed. So if you are committed to this community and the ministry of Urban Village Church, we need you to invite people to join us and we need you to volunteer and to keep all this happening. And of course, we need you to make a financial commitment. In short, we need you to give of yourself for this pearl of great value. And perhaps most importantly, we also need you to come join us when we celebrate together, like having a potluck. We need you to find what feeds you spiritually throughout the week, maybe like a small group or joining the band for rehearsal and then performance on Sunday, or come along when we work together on justice issues in our community. Giving of yourself for this treasure or pearl doesn't necessarily look the same for everyone, but we certainly do have examples of what it could look like. One such example is Harriet Tubman. She was a true American hero and a woman of great faith in God. I recently saw the movie Harriet, which is out now, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> in the movie, Harriet uses the phrase, be free or die. That is someone who has found the pearl of great value and is willing to give up everything to obtain it. Freedom, because that is not just a human desire, but a God-given right. That is why God sends people to liberate those who are enslaved. Now, you may recall that Harriet Tubman was called Moses. That's very significant because this freedom she longed for and was willing to sacrifice everything for was freedom for the community and not just for herself. She went back again and again into danger and the threat of death or enslavement in order to lead her people to freedom. She made 13 trips rescuing 70 slaves. Like Moses, she worked for justice. She was an abolitionist, a suffragist, a nurse, a spy, a Civil War scout, and a civil rights activist. She worked to make this world more closely resemble the kingdom of heaven. She worked to bring the kingdom of heaven into this world because it's that and not just the idea of a heaven after death that is the pearl of great value. Yes, I want to live in paradise someday. That sounds really cool. <laughs> But that's not why I work for justice or why I give to this community of my time and my financial resources. I do these things because I have hope for a better world. I do these things because I believe that you and I can be co-laborers with God to make this world more closely reflect the love of God and a world of justice. Please join me in that labor. And now please join me in prayer. Creator God, we come to you in need of spiritual renewal. We come to you in need of healing of past hurts. We come to you for our liberation and salvation. Be our guide and our way forward. We know that you have great plans for Urban Village Church and that you desire to use us to create Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the city. Lead us, God, as we strive to follow you. Guide our leaders. Give them your love for the people of God, both inside and outside of this church. Bless our digital evangelism team with love for those who are lost or seeking. And allow us through your grace to be co-laborers with you in bringing about the kingdom of heaven here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>